0: You're listening to part two interview with William E. Jones.
1: And I would say what we came to realize, we thought, okay, we need to take out, teach our African-American kids about black history. And we begin to realize over the years, because we were going to shape our children's writing contest for African-Americans only. And we quickly realized, mm-hmm. no, Clues everybody <laughs> needs to know yes. the contributions of African-Americans and, and how we got here. So they can no longer think that, well, how did you get here? You know, And, and this privilege that certain folks have, like, no, we fought in wars. Mm-hmm. We've helped build the country. We built the White House. We built almost everything here. Everything that was built, you can trace to African-Americans being a part of it so that when you tell the story of American history, you cannot leave out African-American history. It's part of the fabric of America. That's right.
0: <laughs> African-American history is is American history. Absolutely. That's my quote. I, absolutely. That's our theme. Yes. So that's what we believe. Awesome. Yes. So awesome. Now, you're going to do a different way because of the pandemic right now. All of us are having to do <laughs> yes. different. Yes. So this yes. gala that you do every year, tell me about that because we were talking about that a little bit.
1: You're going to have to do a Zoom gala. Yes, yes, yes. Well, like everyone else, I mean, we quickly realized that, you know, we cannot go to a hotel, you know, with seven, eight hundred people and celebrate Black History Month as we traditionally do. And so I said, well, okay, well, we're going to skip a year. But working from home, you know, and thinking about how much people so dependent upon what we do. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. Our ancestors did not quit when things got hard. That was the push. Mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute. So I got the organization together. I says, look, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to challenge our guests to celebrate Black History Month virtually.
0: Uh, and that's,
1: virtual. where that's what we're doing. One of the What we realized is that one of the businesses that, that have been hit the hardest in this pandemic, it is Black businesses and particularly Black restaurants. So we said, "Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're tasking our guests to do four things. We want you to pre-order dinner from a Black-owned restaurant in your city. We want you to set your table for a formal dinner. Then we want you and the kids and grandmama to put on your tuxedo, and your gown. And we want you, the fourth thing, to connect on Zoom with thousands Mm -hmm. of people, with all of us, and we can see, fellowship, talk with one another about Black history and put on this show that we traditionally do. We're working with Sheila Johnson. Sheila Johnson, uh, Dr. Sheila Johnson is, of course, her and her husband founded uh, BET. And so she has a five-star resort here in Virginia. And so we reached out to her staff, uh, and I know her from from previous stuff. And we said, you know, hey, Dr. Johnson, you know, hey, we want to put on our virtual gala, but we want to host it from your hotel. Meaning, you know, we go into the ballroom, we set up everything like you're at a ballroom, you know, master and missus of ceremony. Uh, We're going to welcome everyone to the gala. And what we're going to do is we've already contacted people in every major city in the United States that will host the event from their homes or an African-American site. So when we welcome everyone, we'll say, well, who's? let's see who's online. And so my a colleague from Atlanta, uh, she's either going to interview the mayor of Atlanta or go to um, a historical site in Atlanta, you know, and she's going to, hey, Bill, I'm here in Atlanta, and we're excited about the event, and behind me is the home of Dr. Martin Luther King, and I'm excited about this. Welcome from Atlanta. Then we'll go to Philadelphia, then New York, mm-hmm. then Montgomery, then all across the United States is what we plan on doing. Right now, we probably have about 25 locations and so we still have a few more locations. Detroit, we need, you know, that we have. Uh, so a few places like that, we still need to get. And I've contacted entertainment from the across the United States. I mean, from across the globe. Mm. Uh, We've had entertainment from the Netherlands, black entertainment, a uh, black families. The theme for next year is the black family. So we're contacting families in other countries to perform for our Black History Month event. So from the Netherlands a choir from South Africa, a poet from the UK. There is a Black family in the UK where the whole family becomes a choir. They have five kids. The whole family becomes an orchestra. They do so well that the oldest boy performed at a Meghan Markle's wedding. And so we've asked them to perform. And so we just got people from all across the globe. I'm trying to get this young man from France, Paris, France, That uh, does a phenomenal job. I don't want to spoil all of it, but yeah, uh, don't tell. But but if I get him, then we'll have someone from France. And so we're gonna do this. And so right now we've had. I'll just give you a few. Martin Luther King III said, "Bill, I'm penciling myself in." Ilsha Shabazz, who is the youngest daughter of Malcolm X, she's you know a storybook writer. She's a suburban Mm -hmm. mom. You know, not what you think of the daughter of Malcolm X. So she's a suburban mom, you know, um, and she writes children's books. And I said, you know, you know, Mr. Badge, you have to come and talk to our kids. We have, uh, you know, Donnie Simpson, you know, when the the video Donnie Simpson show, you know, he's him and his wife are going to come on. So I'm excited about a young man. His name is Shannon Lanier. And Shannon Lanier is a news anchor, but he's also the great, 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 I want to say five greats, great grandson of the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. If you remember the story of Thomas Jefferson and yeah. Sally Hemings, sally. <laughs> yeah. you know, Thomas Jefferson's wife died and sally he had a slave that was about 14 years old, Sally Hemings, and you know, uh, things happened and Sally Hemings <laughs> had six kids you know, by Thomas Jefferson, the author of the, you know, Declaration of Independence. You know, Mm -hmm. he's writing about, and you know, know, men shall be equal and free, and all Mm -hmm. the while he's owning 200 slaves. Mm -hmm. And he had six kids by Sally Hemings. And, you know, just recently, the family of Sally Hemings and the family of Thomas Jefferson are now, you know, having, you know, annual picnics together, you know. And so Shannon Lanier, dressed up like Thomas Jefferson, and put his picture right next to Thomas Jefferson. And Joanne, he looks just like the brother. Looks just like Thomas Jefferson. You know, the DNA just does not lie. And so I'm excited about meeting this young man. To find out what does it mean to, to realize one day that you are a direct descendant of Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, who was born right here in Virginia, of course. Right, and so I'm excited about that and other people. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, you know, other people that, they're going <laughs> to come ne- on. Yeah, this is next year, correct? This is February the 17th next okay. year. Okay. Yes.
0: yes, yes. Well, yes. pencil me in. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Black History Matters. Yes, Definitely, <laughs> definitely. That sounds so exciting. It sounds like a big task, too. It is. But it seems like each
1: year your gala is a big task. What we realize, uh, a second thing we realize is that um, Black businesses don't get the exposure that they, that they need to survive. Mm-hmm. And so... We'll say, okay. Well, look, we have a deficit here, so we began to bring in black businesses, you know, plumbers, you know, real estate agents, all kinds of businesses that that are black owned. They set up formally uh, tables in the foyer. So while we're um, waiting for the gala to start, they're visiting the vendors, you know, of these black businesses. Joe and I've never taken a poll to see how well they're doing financially. But they must be doing financially well because we turn <laughs> vendors away, you know, every year. Once we sell out, then we get about 40 of them. Once we sell out, there's no more, and so unfortunately, we have to turn some away, you know. But what they're saying is that Bill, as a result of coming to your gala, I've made connections with other businesses and other people that help my business survive, and so we want to really keep that going, you know. Every year, we 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 dabble into something little different. I'm hoping I'm not running out of time, but we dabbled in something a little different uh, that we did this year. And that is, we realized that we need to learn, meaning African Americans, and we have all families, need to learn relationship skills. Meaning, you know, when my son, numbered the fifth child, my, my fifth child lives in China, he teaches English in China. And so when he went to the prom, you know, I coached him, you know, this is what you do. You know, this is how you treat a young lady. You know, we went to the house, you know, he had his learner's permit, So mom and dad went with him. And so we get to the house and we go to the car and he gets in the car and the young lady's standing outside the car on her side and me, him and mom are sitting in the car and a young lady standing outside the door. And so I'm having a conversation with my son and I said, son, did you forget something? He says, "Uh, no, I'm just waiting for it again. And I says, son, she's waiting for you to open the door for her. That's part of the dating process. You have to open the door. So he gets out of the car, runs around to the other side, opens the door for her, let her in, and she gets in, and they have a wonderful evening. As I begin to think, you know, I said, wait a minute. Um, I begin to talk to my friends and, you know, a number of them going through difficult times. I says, I said I think we need to spend time speaking to our folks on relationships. You know, there is a process in dating. There is a process in marriage. There is a process when you when you have friends and relationships. I said we need a relationship seminar. And so last, this year we had a relationship seminar. Begin to talk about you know Um, my relationship with my wife, things, the do's and don'ts in a marriage, you know, are the things that I need to do. And when I'm dating, uh, there's do's and don'ts in dating that you and how you have this relationship. And when you have friends, real friends, how you treat friends in this relationship, some of the things they should not do to, to be considered a friend, you know, And so we brought in a panel of experts on relationships, marriage, friendship, dating, everything. And Joanne, the folks didn't want to go home. I says, look, we we began to talk. And, you know, I shared some of my limited knowledge. You know, my wife and I have been married 33 years, but I, I shared my knowledge. You know, I said, you know, one of the things that I learned in my relationship with my wife is that not to go to bed angry. You know, try to try to resolve issues before the sun goes down. And, and, and that's how that's one of the things that you try to do. Not that it always worked, you know, like rule number one in a marriage, don't talk, you don't talk about my mama, I don't talk about your mama. You know, we we <laughs> we try to maintain that in a relationship. Right. And so what we learned is that some folks need that knowledge. And so, so now we're, we're diving in another area to help young marriages in relationships, older marriages in relationships, what it means to date, and so forth and so on. With so many
0: injustices going on, with what you're doing, what is your thoughts on what's going on today? And how are we to kind of combat some of this? And then you're actually doing it, though, because the different things that you're doing with your um,
1: non-profit, but what is your answer today to how uh, that, that's a very good question. I don't know if I have the complete answer, but you know, definitely, you know, you know what you are doing, you know, in terms of, you know, capturing this information, putting in, you know, book, having conversations like we're having now, uh, is, is definitely part of the answer. You know, I'm asking myself, You know, do I go out and do all the things that folks are doing? So my wife and I, we went out and and was part of the Black Lives Matter uh, protests. And we experienced, you know, some of what our ancestors experienced. But what's clear about what's happening now, two things that I realized. One is that it is the young folks that have been awakened. That's one thing. The second thing is that uh, it's no longer a Black issue my white colleagues are telling me, Bill, we have fought this battle way too long, you know, where we can't get along with one another. It's time to bring it to an end. And so so I'm seeing them on the front lines doing some amazing things. Um, I think what what we're planning on doing is um, we're going to have a town hall meeting. It's usually what we have. Uh, we're going to have a town hall meeting, and we want to hear from the community. Definitely begin to teach the folks, because it's one thing to protest, but you really do have to follow it up with voting. But even voting is just a small part of it, mm-hmm. you know, voting in the presidential elections and also, the, you know, the off-year elections, because those are the ones making the decisions about dollars. Um, so voting is part of it. But then it goes to another level, and that is getting involved in the at the local level. Meaning the school board, you know, uh, d- uh, different boards that sort of run the community, the chamber of commerce. There's so many things that we need to educate the community on and in getting involved, rather than allowing things to happen, to step out in front and be a part of it and to make things happen. So that's sort of our approach. Figure out how we can educate these folks into. Um, you know, Martin Luther King said, you know, you know that. Uh, that you know what we're seeing, you know, the, the the destruction that we're seeing in the cities is the cry of people that are not heard. And so right. that's what we want to do. We want to, I want to give the opportunity for people to be heard, both black and white. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get to some decisions that will really, really affect change. Uh, because I, I think uh, folks are are tired. We I live in again, I live in Virginia. The loving family, you know, who uh, the first integrated marriage, you know, uh, the legal, you know, did the Supreme Court um, a fight, uh, you know, loving against the United States. You know, they're here in Virginia. Those are the things that we need to do. We need to get involved like they did, take a step forward and challenge some of these things that are happening. And
0: I agree with you because with Martin Luther King and John Lewis, and all um, Vivian, C.T. Vivian, what they did, and also Dr. Bernard Lafayette, Jr., yep. I interviewed him, and one mm. of the things he said is what you're talking about. He said that what they did, they actually educated people before they marked. They had different seminars. They, they yes. taught them how to talk to people. Yes. They taught them nonviolence. And yes. He still, Doctor Bernard is still teaching that now. Yes. If we educate first of what we're gonna do, I think we'll have a better result. And and another thing, you're saying people need to be heard. They're crying out to be heard to make a change. So I like that because um, that is what Doctor Martin Luther King did. They they educated before they yeah. walked, before yeah. they marched, before they did anything. They did yeah. their research. Yeah. So I like what you're saying. That's very, very
1: good. I think the other part of it too is I keep hearing it over and over again is that we need to be, meaning African Americans need to be cognitive of where we spend our dollars, uh, because that is a also a powerful tool and a powerful message. You know, uh, you know when uh, the Montgomery boycott, um, bus boycott happened you know here we're spending the same amount of money to, to to sit on the back of the bus as every other patron and so it wasn't until we galvanized together and began to walk you know we got healthy and those that had cars you know gave others a ride we galvanized together and we began to ride and walk together mm-hmm. because we refused to pay the same fee to sit on the back of the bus mm-hmm. well you know that money they were missing that money. You know, black dollars speak have the same voice as white dollars. And so they said, look, we're gonna to have to change this thing. We're losing. Yes. Yeah. We're losing a lot of money. Yeah. We're gonna to have to change this thing. And so and that's huge. That's huge. Yes, ma'am. The black buying power is phenomenal.
0: Mm. Absolutely mm. phenomenal. And I'm I'm happy to see that there are more black businesses evolving though especially in the beauty area and yes. all that, there's a lot more. Yes. So there's a lot more choices now yes. in black businesses. So yes. we need to really research that and spend our dollars there to yes. support that. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. I love what you're doing and I can't <laughs> wait to this gala, um, virtual gala online yeah. Yeah. and I'm so happy, um, that you came by and explained, and just you, I just see your passion, and I thank you for that. And you're helping so many people, especially the young people. So thank you for coming to actually talk today. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, thank you. Well, we've been listening to Mr. William E. Jones out of Virginia, who is the founder of Black History Month, association or the virginia black history month association love it if you can go online what is your
1: um url there if they want to look up so it's www.va which stands for virginia bhm black history month a for association so va bhma.com Okay,
0: fantastic. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. They could just go there, find out more and see. Absolutely. Because I went there, some beautiful pictures there. There's some celebrities and you're explaining everything. I love it. I can't (laughs) wait to see this virtual. I'm looking forward to that. But thank you again. Well, you've been listening to Black History Matters 365. Thank you for joining us today. And we are signing off now. We'll see you next time.